Welcome to Marketecture, where you can get smart fast with in-depth interviews of leading technology vendors. I'm Ari Paparo, and I am here with Corey Schnur of the Media Trust. Corey, thanks for being thanks here. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So the Media Trust has been around for a long time. Probably a lot of the viewers have heard of you, may have used you, but why don't you give us a quick overview of what your company does? Yeah, the Media Trust has actually been around for 16 years, which in ad tech world makes us pretty old, I guess, pretty legendary. So the Media Trust is a, uh, a company and a platform focused on digital trust and safety, right? So that means safeguarding the consumer experience, protecting digital assets, and helping platforms, publishers, ad tech, e-commerce platforms manage and govern their digital assets and their ecosystems. Is it accurate to say that uh, your primary customers are publishers, media companies? I think we kind of have three major sections, right? We have publishers, uh, traditional ad-supported websites and publishers. We have ad tech or MarTech, so the big platforms in the middle, SSPs, DSPs, mm -hmm. and exchanges. Uh, we work with quite, that's quite large parts of our business. And then finally, e-commerce. So uh, retail, okay. travel, entertainment, insurance, things where non-ad dependent digital properties. Okay, so that'll, that's a really good way to guide the conversation. Let's talk about publishers first. Tell us about the products that you offer to publishers and how they work. Yeah, so the, the products are very, between each one of these groups, share a lot of similarities, right? A lot of people use a lot of it. At a high level, we have two products, and both of these products have many solutions, features, and screens kind of for different use cases for each one of them. Uh, we have our media scanner and our media filter. So our media scanner is the core engine that performs all of our scanning activity that learns about assets. It scans websites, it scans ad tags, it scans videos, it scans whatever asset you kind of throw at it. And that's an emulation-based system that can scan with hundreds of thousands of different user agent combinations to recreate and analyze what, what can happen on pages and within ads. And the media filter is sort of an extension of that, right? Media filter is the mechanism and the tool for real-time blocking delivered in front of actual yeah. users in a real environment. So I like to describe those as sort of wearing, you know, a belt and suspenders. You might look silly, but your pants are never going to fall down if you have both. Um, and a lot of our clients use some combination of that. Publishers in particular are usually heavier on media filter as uh, the nature mm -hmm. of programmatic with pre-bid and open bidding and all of this stuff are typically are not necessarily knowing what's coming at their site at any given time. Um, so media filters is often kind of front and center for publishers. Okay. So let's talk about media filter. That's the, that's the real time blocking solution. So this is JavaScript on the publisher's page that what does it do? Yeah, it's JavaScript in most cases. We do have uh, some other server-side implementations of that via SDKs. But that actually uh, is either in the header or delivered within an ad unit um, or delivered from another third party. We're very flexible in that, right? If you're using TAM, if you're using um, Google, if you have a pre-bid, however your kind of setup is, we make sure we're, we're going there. Best idea is the header, uh, but we can go all the way down to individual ad unit protection. Um, and that is a, a mechanism that actually analyzes the, the ad markup in real time when it's rendered on the page and looks for known security threats, known issues, known issues with ad quality. So we, we have lists that we build from our media scanner that include things like heavy ads, things like sensitive content categories. So knowing what images might be guns, weapons, violence, and publishers can kind of toggle this off, whether they want to block or notify. And so we have a combination of that. I mean, I think everybody at the, the beginning of it wants to block malware. But if you look at some of the other quality issues, right, that go larger than just malware, there's other things that you might want to know, like how many alcohol ads am I truly serving? How many gambling ads are truly hitting my website? And, and there might be some in there that you're okay with. 
So a lot of our publishers can toggle real quick between each one of those lists, notify or block, right? And you can change those up. And then obviously you can add custom lists for competitive exclusions and the like. So what happens when an ad's blocked? Do you lose the impression? No, we actually have quite a few ad remediation. That's what we call them, ad remediation uh, strategies. So some of our publishers will insert a house ad. Some will do mm -hmm. CPA, like a CPA campaign on the insert. Some will rerun the auction if they have enough time. And some will collapse the ad. So we kind of have a variety of different use cases. We often recommend different use cases depending on the environment, right? So if you're running in an AMP page, you might not want to rerun the auction. Uh, but if right. you're running on your desktop long-form content, you have that option. Um, some publishers are even able to capture their second highest bid in something like pre-bid and be able to have that ready to go. Interesting. Got it. So isn't it? really like a cat and mouse game with the bad ad stuff like you you find something you block it and then they evolve and then they find new ways to hide what they're doing how much does that dynamic take place every day right i, I think it's uh I, cat and mouse is, is a nice way to put it i think it's a, an arms race really it is mm. versus the the bad actors and the people out there that are gonna do that and the new ads that just creep up every day right there's always a new problem even if it's something mm -hmm. like just just a heavy ad it's not necessarily malicious in, in its intent but it's a new campaign that was flown by an advertiser agency yesterday and the creative's really heavy, right? So I, I think that's where our media scanner really comes into place. So mm. media scanner for us is, like if you think about how that works for a publisher, our filter is an uh, example I like to use for any New Yorkers. It's sort of the NYPD. It's, it's the street cops. It's everywhere. It's on every page. But we, you need a special investigation unit or an FBI to come in when something really happens, like a, a murder, right? Or it's something that's a, a deeper investigation. So the scanner is always happening, right? The scanners, um, what we'll do is we'll actually scan the website continuously as our own user. We will often have ad server integrations with our publishers where they're sending us campaigns that they do have pre-flight. Um, mm -hmm. So we're trying to learn and get ahead of that arms race as much as possible. Um, and because we have such a large ecosystem of MarTech and AdTech, everyone learns from that same data set, right? Like custom blocks would be to a particular publisher, but our security and malware knowledge spans the ecosystem. So when we see it upstream, you know, and we see it on other platforms, that feeds that media filter list, which we update every 15 minutes in real time, right? So you're always kind of getting the freshest blocks that we learn. So it's possible that something gets through the block because it's a brand new tech or, or something you've just never seen before, but then the scanner presumably finds it in the wild by basically it's a robot spidering all the websites you're tracked and you add it to the definitions of what the blocker blocks. Absolutely. Yep. Right. Exactly. Got it. Um, now, do, do you just get bad ads or also things like, you know, data leakage and other sort of things that could go on your, on your webpage? Yeah. So we, when we look at it, it's sort of like holistic ad quality, right? So it's kind mm -hmm. of anything that can happen in a digital environment. Um, so it's definitely a large part of that is data compliance. I mean, we do COPPA scanning, we do GDPR scanning. Um, we do quite a bit of that from the sites and as well as on the ad, ad unit level. And mm -hmm. as I mentioned earlier, we have a whole kind of e-commerce wing, which is non-ad supported websites. And they use it for the same thing. So it's any right. third party JavaScript. It's anything that can happen on the page that can harm consumers, drive data breaches, violate regulations, impede revenue, tarnish the brand. It's anything that could go wrong with a digital experience. So that could be a customer journey for some publishers if they have affiliate or e-commerce, right? And it's like, what are the steps from visiting my website to going to the purchase page? Are there third parties on the payment page? Um, and should they be there? Is there stuff within payment processors or card collection that, that could be taking information or sharing information a little bit more than it should? So do we look at, you know, data compliance and data governance as a big part of that whole ecosystem. 
Thanks for listening. To hear the complete interview, subscribe at architecture.tv.